You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene episode 52, my personal struggles with postpartum anxiety and breastfeeding difficulties, how I overcame them, and how I finally got my newborn to sleep through the night, which saved my sanity. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine, but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-freako. Now talk clean to me, baby. Hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. Very happy that you are joining us this week. I'm Kelly Bonanno, your host, eco lifestyle and wellness coach. This week's topic is, is a very personal one and a very hot topic because a lot of women suffer from this and it's not really talked about enough, in my opinion. It certainly wasn't talked about enough when I went through it. And August happens to be National Breastfeeding Month. So I thought it would be good to share my story. I'm sharing a video, the audio of a video that I did in my Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, which you are more than welcome to join. I will put the link in the show notes. This is a video that I shared. It was very popular, got a lot of feedback. Basically, my telling my story of my struggles, because I really did struggle with postpartum anxiety, not really depression, but anxiety and really difficult breastfeeding. It was a tough time. And, you know, at the time I felt so alone. And over the years, I've now met so many women that struggled as well. And wow, if I had had a network back then, I think now with Facebook groups and the internet, and, and there's so much more support out there, but a lot of things are still not discussed. So I hope, you know, listening to my story, if if you're either going through it or even if you went through it and you're through it now and you relate in some way, you can find some comfort in, in my story. And I, I share also, you know, what really saved my sanity as far as what I did as a mom because I felt very alone. I didn't really have friends with newborns at the time. And I was coming, you know, I had left a career that I really loved in network television. So I'll, I'll share also, you know, what helped me and, and also what was my saving grace in finally, after almost a year of no sleep, getting my newborn to sleep. And, you know, it, it was a tough time, but it was also, of course, an incredible time. I mean, being a mom, it's the love you feel and have for this being is like no other. It's, you know, they say that, and before you have kids, you, you hear that, and then it's, it's, it's so true when you experience it. It's unbelievable. But of course, <laughs> it does turn your world upside down in many ways. You're never ready for it, and really no one can prepare you. But it's the most incredible gift and privilege and blessing to be a mom. And, you know, now these these boys are teenagers. And so it's been a long time since I went through this. But of course, I remember it like it was yesterday. And it really feels literally like two seconds ago that they were just my funny little, <sighs> little boys running around. I can't believe... I know it's cliche, but I really can't believe how fast it goes. And, you know, I'm having my own tough time dealing with that. Like, I I miss when they were little. As, as much as it ran me ragged and I didn't have help, so those, you know, presented other challenges during those times. But I had a blast. And I, it was just 
such a fun, beautiful, wonderful time. And so is so now is also, you know, each stage is is wonderful. Of course, teenage years present <laughs> their own challenges, but every stage does. And it, I'm just really loving watching them grow and become I'm just so proud of the really amazing young men that they are, are becoming. I'm 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 blown away that I am have raised, you know, these two amazing boys and and they really are just the light of my life and but I do I miss when they were little and if you're a mom I know you can relate that's another thing they don't prepare us for how and I don't not even empty nester my oldest is starting his sophomore year in college but I still have Jackson at home he's starting his sophomore year in high school so I'm not even an empty nester but I I miss it's like it's almost like like the little boy versions of them are like these cute sweet fun little boys that I spent all my time with that oh yeah I miss them I don't see them anymore it's almost like, they're not different people, but they are. I'm sure you can relate if you are in this stage of life as well. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that, I'm very excited, the waitlist for the next session of my program is open. The next session is in the fall, the Body Harmony Method, so you can get on the waitlist. The sh- link is in the show notes, but if you want to just go to kellybonanno.com, K-E-L-L-Y-B-O-N-A-N-N-O, scroll down, and the link will be there with information. And it's just the wait list, so you can be the first to get notified with more details and when the, the group is open for enrollment. But I'm just so excited. We're just wrapping up the summer session, and I, I'm telling you, nothing lights me up more. I'm just so fulfilled by the progress these women are making, and they're feeling better, losing weight, having more energy, sleeping better, stressing less, and that's, that's why I do this. Because, you know, I always say you have so much more control of your health and longevity than you can imagine. And and that's what I love is these women are realizing, wow, with a few changes, I can lose the weight. I can feel better and have more energy and just the joy in their voices. It's, It's so exciting. So if you are struggling with weight or weight fluctuations, low energy and stress, this is what I specialize in and this is what the program will help you with. Even if you've tried a million programs, I get to the root cause of things and I help you, guide you and support you without forcing really crazy changes on you. You know, if it feels too hard or too restrictive, you're not going to stick with it. I take a realistic approach. You can look the way you want and, and lose the weight without giving up wine, chocolate, and fun. So get on the wait list and you'll be the first to learn more. And now I bring you this recording. It's, you know, it's very emotional for me going back and listening, listening to it. And please forgive the audio. You know, it was a Facebook Live in my group, but I hope that you enjoy it and glean some insights. I'm not doing a video on the many benefits of breastfeeding, although there are many, and I'm sure you know many of them, and um, that would be a good topic for a video. So tonight I wanted to talk about something that I went through many years ago that was a really difficult time. And I know a lot of moms have this issue and it's not talked about enough. And I think that, you know, we need to get the discussion going. So this month, August is National Breastfeeding Month. And the time I felt so alone. And now, you know, after the the years have gone past and I, I so many more women have difficulty with breastfeeding than we realize. And so I've spoken to so many and 
heard, heard their stories. And, um, you know, even back when I was going through it, I wanted, I thought someday I'm going to tell this story because it was just so crazy. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, being such a wellness advocate, even back then, I mean, I wasn't anything like I am now, but I was still, you know, very health minded and I knew the benefits and I was just, you know, adamant about breastfeeding. So my, my baby, Joey, who just turned 16 a couple of weeks ago, would get all those great, you know, um, nutrients and benefits and the, you know, all the, um, immune boosting benefits and, um, not to mention it would be easier. You know, I didn't even want to have the, have the hassle formula and having to pay for it. And I just thought, you know, easy. So I was lucky enough that I had, you know, very easy pregnancy, very tough birth though. That's another story. <laughs> so now I don't, I'm just kind of raw and real here. I'm off the cuff, but I don't want to forget anything. Um, so I want to check out my notes and stuff. And if you, you know, have any comments, please pop them in the, in the, in the, or any questions or comments, pop them in and, and, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions and I want to hear your story too. So first of all, he latched on, you know, and it was fine. And I was in the hospital and the, the nurse was like, Oh, you know, he's great. You're doing great. Well, by so he's born on a Friday. By Sunday night, he was screaming bloody murder. By Monday, he was, you know, we'd come back from the hospital from the hospital on Sunday, and by Monday morning, I mean he was just something was wrong. So of course we went to the pediatrician, and she weighed him, and she's like, you know, if he had lost any any more weight, I would be putting him in the hospital on an IV. You're starving your son to death. And I, I had no idea. I was literally starving him, and I had no idea because everything was going well. So first of all. I had no idea that I was starving him. And second of all, you know, it, I mean, I was, she made me feel like I was like this horrible mom, like, you know, he's lost too much weight and you're starving him. I'm like, Oh my God. So, and also I had postpartum issues. And that's another thing that, you know, as a whole, so many women have it and it's not talked about enough. I think it's talked about a lot more, but still not enough. And a lot of women, you know, have postpartum depression, some de postpartum anxiety, and it comes in different forms. And so that, you know, also was another one of my issues was I was not getting enough sleep and I was super, super irritable and just, I mean, I was just out of it. And then the breastfeeding also hurt so much. I couldn't even take it. I mean, it was just miserable. So what happened was, you know, I had to, I had to supplement. And she's like, if you want to give him any breast milk, you know, she's recommended a lactation consultant and she's like, you're going to have to pump to get it going. And of course I was, I was like a crazed new mom. Yes, I'm going to give him breast milk. And so we hired a pricey lactation consultant and it was a freaking circus trying to trying to feed him. So we had to weigh, I had to weigh him, then nurse him, then weigh him again to see. And it was like 0, 0.00 of an ounce to begin with. You know, then I had to mix the, the bottle and uh, feed him formula. And then I had to pump. I mean, it was like this whole circus. And so by the time I was finished with that whole ordeal, it was almost time to feed him again. Oh my God. And you know, he had colic and so he wasn't sleeping much and I wasn't sleeping and it was just crazy. And you know, so many women that I've talked to over the years, they had a very similar experience, but I felt so alone. And, you know, I didn't have any friends that had babies at the time. I had, I had a few friends that had, you know, kids 
when we were young, like in our early twenties. And so their, you know, their kids were not babies anymore. They were, they were at a different stage. And then I had some friends that just didn't even have any kids yet. And my brothers and sisters, you know, had kids long before, I mean, you know, but way before, um, I, I had kids because I, I'm born, I'm the fourth of, of um, and they were all like teenagers when I was born. So like I was an aunt, you know, but before I was in, even in grade school. So, um, so anyway, my point is I didn't have anybody to kind of relate to. And I had been working at CBS at the time. So I went from having this great career with, you know, interaction with people I liked and um, a job I really loved with interaction with adult people and to just me and this little infant. And while he was adorable and I, you know, and I bonded to him, I didn't have an issue bonding with him, but I had this fear, you know, and I didn't have those thoughts, you know, that postpartum depression have like, where I had like visions of hurting him, but I had these crazy, crazy visions of him getting hurt. Like I remember like looking at knives in the kitchen and I thought, oh God, what, what if, what if the knife like falls and, and comes and stabs him? Or what if he what if something happens and there's an earthquake and he falls and he cracks his head open? I mean, cra like really, 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 Hey, how are you? Hey, Valerie. I'm so glad you're, you're joining us. So, I mean, I felt like I've literally felt a little bit insane, you know, and what didn't help was not sleeping. And I was super irritable. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I was a bitch on wheels because I was super worried about not giving him the right nutrients and him, you know, not getting what he needed. And then I wasn't sleeping. Um, but I needed TLC, you know, and I didn't feel like I was getting it. You know, the people around me were kind of making me feel like, well, what's wrong with you? You know, and it's like, well, what's wrong with me is um, I had just had an episiotomy and my body is really fucked up and I can't even sit down and my boobs hurt so much because this, you know, this baby is, I mean, literally my boobs hurt for six weeks, six weeks. And I remember my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, um, my brother's wife, she had had six kids and she, after a few weeks had come by, she came for a week and stayed with me and helped me. She was my saving grace. I, I, I mean, I thank God for her. I still think, in fact, I saw her at a wedding, um, last week and I said, I, I thanked her again. I said, you really saved me because she was the one who made me feel that I, A, wasn't crazy and B, wasn't a crazy irritable bitch. It was just super, super difficult. And that, yeah. And she said, she said, the breastfeeding will hurt for six weeks. And I'm like, really? And she was right. It was like that six week mark, it stopped hurting. But I didn't really like it. It still didn't hurt anymore, but it still felt weird. And one of the reasons I want to do this video is because this is something that's just, hey, Tamara, this is something that's just not talked about. I mean, I, hey, Shady, I went to the breast, you know, like that lactation breastfeeding um, class at the hospital. And she's talking about all this stuff. She briefly kind of glossed over, well, you know, if your milk doesn't come in, blah, blah, blah. But she like glossed over it. And I thought, and, and it, I just thought, well, well, what do you do? And so I remember after class, I, I, I went up to her and I asked, and she looked at my boobs. She's like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You'll be fine. And lo and behold, I wasn't. And if she had just maybe given us, you know, a little guidance, something but maybe an idea I wouldn't have maybe flipped out so, so much, but I mean, I was, you know, and I, what's that, that lactation. I can't think of it. That whole lactation, like, um, I can't think of the name now, but I mean, I was in, but this was 2002. So there wasn't, I mean, of course there was the internet, but not like it is now, you know, but I Googled and I Googled for all this help and, um, and you know, 
at the time, of course, there was no Facebook. If there was, I probably would have been, you know, in some Facebook group with other moms. And, but I did feel so, so alone. Um, and I felt so inadequate, you know, I felt so like, like I'm the only one going through this and I, my boobs are faulty and I can't produce milk. And, but I hung in there and I did that whole circus, you know, several times a day of weighing him, feeding him, weighing him and all this. I got up to like 12 ounces a day after I think six months. Um, so he got some breast milk, you know, and, but it just, it's, it never got easy, you know? And the other thing was, I mean, he didn't sleep. I mean, and then he'd wake up in the middle of the night for like three hours straight, not going to sleep. We'd drive him around. I remember driving along the 101 freeway and he'd be in the back seat, la, 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 like not falling asleep. So I was so sleep deprived. I just thought I was going to go insane. And I remember distinctly, I mean, I really felt a little, a little crazy. I remember distinctly. Oh, and then also the other thing was my mom, you know, she had really bad rheumatoid arthritis. So she was close to bedridden. So, I mean, I know she probably would have been there for me, but she, you know, she couldn't at the time. And um, so that was unfortunate. But um, I remember at the time I was watching this movie and uh, starring Susan Sarandon. I think it was, I think it was the Banger Sisters with Goldie Hawn, who I love, both those women. But I remember like being, I was so delirious. And I remember thinking, you know, Susan Sarandon, she has kids and, and, and she's out in the world. Hey, Cheryl, she's out in the world. You know, she's having, she's working and doing stuff. So eventually I'll be able to leave the house and have a life, right? I literally felt like, oh my God, am I ever going to have a normal life again? And I, I was recently, I hope it's okay to say this, I saw my, my niece at um, that wedding last week and she was saying that she was having similar you know, postpartum issues and so hard and feeling like I, oh, she'll never leave the, the house either. And, um, her, her mom is my sister-in-law who I was telling you about. So luckily she had a lot, you know, support from her, but we were talking about how you just feel so insane. And that's another reason I wanted to talk about this tonight is because, you know, she's doing better. She had her, her beautiful baby a few, um, six months ago is right around my birthday, but it just made me think, this is going on. And even in this day and age, um, where, you know, it's more talked about than it was a decade ago. It's still, people are still feeling alone and crazy about it, you know? So I just hope that, that if people can realize that if, you know, if you are going through it or if you're, hi, Alyssa. <laughs> um, I'm so glad. Thank you. I, I hope this story helps some, some people. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you're going through it or, you know, anybody who eventually watches this video, if you're going through it, or if you have a daughter that's gone through it, um, it is like a secret society. It is. But, but it's a secret, a secret society with so many of us who belong, you know, and, but we're, it's not talked about. Um, but, you know, I just hope that we can kind of get the conversation going so it's not so taboo. Be there for, you know, our daughters, our daughter-in-laws and, and our sisters and, and, and our wives, you know, and our girlfriends. And, and my thing is I just, for me, I didn't get enough TLC, you know, certain, I'm not going to name names or whatever, but I just did not feel any support. And that was really the hardest part. I felt so alone. And so like, I'm just a bad mom and I can't handle it. And yeah, I was irritable, but it's like, who's not going to be irritable when they're not sleeping at all. I mean, I was, 
And I, t- I tell you, I feel like I didn't really sleep much for almost the first year. He just was not a good sleeper. And, and then, or he'd start being a good sleeper for like a few weeks or a month or something. And then, so I'd be like, okay, we're all good. Cause I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to do the Ferber thing. Maybe that'll work. But I was kind of scared to do it. Plus he was, he was a super fun baby, but he was high energy. And like I said, colicky and super difficult and he would never sleep. And when he napped, he'd nap for only half an hour. And when he did get sleep, it, t- it took us forever to even get him to sleep. Like we'd have to, I'd have to walk him around the house, you know, even he did, rocking, he didn't like, you know, rocking, he didn't really like, or bouncing on that ball and going, shh, 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 that whole thing. But getting him to sleep was like this hour long circus. Um, and then napping, it took me way longer to get him to nap than he would even nap. So finally, when he was about, I think he's like 10 months old, I did, I, my, pediatrician, new pediatrician. I did not stay with that woman who made me feel like the worst mom in the world for starving my baby to death, which I I didn't even realize I was doing. I switched to a new pediatrician and he suggested a Ferber type thing. And I was so scared because I said, you haven't, you don't know this baby. He has, like, he would have these long crying jags. I'm like, he's going to cry for 10 hours. He's not, it's not going to work or it's going to take like two weeks. I thought for sure. He's, he was stubborn even back then. And it was hard. So the first night he cried for about 45 minutes. You know, if you're not familiar with the Ferber method, it's like the kind of thing where you go in, you know, put him down crying. And then you kind of go in every, go in every five minutes and then 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and then in 15 minute intervals. And I'm a huge proponent of it. It worked for me. And I would suggest it to any mom having, having an issue with it, with a baby not sleeping. It was difficult. But then the next night he cried for maybe only a little over half an hour. And then the night after that, maybe only like 15 minutes. And then the night after that, barely at all. I mean, it only took really like four, within four nights, he was, he went, he was asleep. And then it was heaven. I thought, why didn't I do this when he was like five or six months old? Because then we could just put him down, you know, in his crib. Good night, Joe. And, he, and the other thing was it really benefited him because it, he then slept through the night and he started napping more all of a sudden his naps turned into an hour and a half. And so it was heaven and it kind of taught him to be a better sleeper, you know, and he's still a good sleeper to this day. So, hi Debbie. Thank you guys so much for joining. So anyway, I just hope, I don't know if you guys can relate. And then on the flip side, so my second baby, he was Jackson, my 12 year old. He was easy, easy birth, easy baby, easy toddler no breastfeeding issues. Um, I, I didn't have quite enough milk. I didn't had to like start supplementing, I think it's six months or so. I probably should have done sooner. Um, he was a smaller baby too though. But, um, so, you know, the difference, but I remember thinking when I was pregnant with Jackson, I remember thinking, you know what, if my milk doesn't come in, who the fuck cares? I am supplementing. I'm not going through that circus again. I mean, I was in such a different place, you know, but you, you know, it was important to me. Um, because I wanted, hey Miji, I wanted him to get those benefits, and and also, I mean, I didn't even know how many toxins are passed through the breast milk back then. I knew some were, but now, I mean, babies are being born with like over two hundred toxins in their in their systems, and so, you know, I really wanted him to get that immunity. And now, I mean, now I realize how so important for us to detox, especially as, you know. If, as we're pregnant and new moms, because you don't want to be passing as much 
toxins through that breast milk. Um, and that's a whole other issue. And like, I, that's another video I should do is all the toxins that you can avoid passing, passing along to your kid. I do have on my site, I have, um, like a, gu a guide that I created of like my top 12 toxic toxins to avoid. So I just wanted to share my story and I hope you guys can relate. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because when it was going on, I mean, I wasn't even writing. I mean, it was a long book. Blogs didn't even exist. It was 2002. But I thought somehow, some way I have to share this story. Like I just, I was like, I'm going to write it or pitch it to an, you know, magazine or something. Cause I, I was like, other moms, I'm sure, have gone through this or going through this, and they, they, they need to know it. But even to, to this day, I don't feel like breastfeeding difficulties are talked about as much as they should be, you know? And it's too bad because I feel like more often than not, I'll talk to a mom who had some kind of breastfeeding difficulties. Very few that I've talked to were like, oh, yeah, it was so easy. And, you know, some kind of issue with it, whether it's not enough milk or they didn't latch or, you know, some kind of issue or it hurts. Um, well, I think it hurts everybody, but so alone. And so like, I'm the only one going through this, you know, and it's, it's terrible. I mean, parenting is hard enough as it is. And when we don't get that support, I think, you know, one thing I really want people to take away from when anybody watching this videos, and I hope men do too, is when you, when you're pregnant and when after right after delivery, like a woman needs so much TLC because you've gone through such a shock, your body and your, and your hormones and your mind and your, your mental state is so messed up. You know, it's so, so difficult. And I don't think people realize that. And I certainly didn't at the time, you know, and I remember even my, you know, some people, my husband and my mother-in-law, my sister, they're like, you have postpartum depression, whatever. And I talked to my doctor and she said, you know, I don't think you have postpartum depression per se, but she said people are just being too, even she said, she goes, it's just people are not really understanding like what you're going through is really difficult and you just kind of need a little more TLC, but you can't force people to give you TLC or understanding, you know, you just, you can't. Um, but you, you need it. And I mean, I mean, parenthood, having that first baby, it just throws you for such a loop. I mean, it's, I mean, no, no one can warn you. And I, I think if you could, that people wouldn't even have, you know, you wouldn't have as many, <laughs> as many kids if you really could, could convey how difficult it is and how different it is for your, for your life. And, you know, for me, it just, I didn't, I, I felt so alone. I remember I used to joke that like, okay, the only adult that I've had any kind of adult conversation with all week is the, the guy who like rang me up at Target. You know, I mean, I just felt, and I, I got into a, uh, like a mommy and me at Gymboree and that helped a lot. I met some moms, but it's like, you know, meeting moms is, it's like dating. It's like, first of all, it's hard to meet mom, other moms that you're going to click with and or that are going to click with you and then you know that like that you would want to hang out with and then maybe you might meet some that you click with and want to hang out with but then you know you still can't get that closeness you know and it's it's it's, it's hard or you might like like them there's nothing wrong but you just don't have that like you know that where you click and you just feel like you can open up now eventually i did meet moms like that but I do remember how very alone I felt and that so that my other like my biggest advice for any new mom is 
get into some kind of mommy and me. I mean, it's great if you have friends that like, I know have some people that they have a sister or a friend that like, Oh, we had our babies at the same time. And that is just fantastic. But I think like, like a gymboree, um, well at the time, gymboree, I don't even know if gymboree still exists, but that's what saved me. Um, but then I actually went, I took a long maternity leave and then I went back to CBS for a short time. I knew that I wanted to leave because it was long hours and you know, a long, long commute. Hi, Alina. Um, oh, Alina, you and I have discussed this. I know your story is similar to mine. But um, my job wasn't, if my job, I could have like parlayed it into like part-time or even worked from home, but I couldn't. You know, it was, it was television and it was long hours and, you know, I was there till 8, 9, 10, 2 in the morning, 11, if I had to be. Um, and it was a really long commute too. We lived in the Valley at the time and I worked at CV City, which is over in Hollywood. And I really would have never seen him. And I'm like, if I'm going to have a baby, what's the point of like never seeing him? So, um, and that was a tough transition because I liked my career. But the other thing was like, you know, I was like in that Dr. Laura era where, you know, she was always preaching that, you know, you should be with the baby should be with the mom and everything. But ever, even when I stopped and I had, you know, stopped working at CBS and I had, I wanted something. That's why I started writing and I started Doing, I was lucky enough to do some like anchoring and reporting for um, Santa Monica City News had like a very small station in Santa Monica. So I did that and I started writing for magazines and websites. And that's when I started my blog. And, you know, I, I like staying busy and using my brain and my mind. And, and that's what kind of led me to doing um, what I'm doing now, coaching and teaching people how to, you know, live more eco-friendly and detox. And finally lose weight and keep it off and end the weight fluctuations. Improve their, their health. So it kind of like evolved, but um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but my, I, you know, I took a long maternity leave and then I went back to CBS. So I kind of lost a little touch with the, the Jim Bree moms. And then I was, then I left CBS and um, I found mom's club and I still like, I would recommend anybody as a new mom to join mom's club. That really helped. I met some really great moms and they have like, you know, play groups according to your kid's age. And that was a savior. And I finally met moms that I could connect with and, you know, have something in common with and, and like do girls night out too. And that kind of thing. And also just somewhere where you can go and the babies can play and, and the moms can hang out. Um, and then it got, you know, much easier as my kids got into to grade school. That was the best because now I have like, you know, I have like my ride or dies, my girls, Alina, you're one of them, you know, Michi, you know, you guys, it's like girls that I see on a regular basis and, you know, were that I really consider truly good friends and I feel really, really blessed. But I'm telling you, I manifested this shit because I will, and I remember I look back at like journals I have or um, like, you know, the, the um, oh, I have mine back here, the, uh, vision boards is what I'm trying to say. And I remember journaling. I was so, and I'm a people person, you know, I'm not really a homebody. I'm an extrovert and I, I, I like being around, around people and socializing. And, um, I remember writing. And at the time also we were, we were renting cause we, um, well, when Joey was a baby, we, we owned a house in Encino and then we, um, hello, somebody's coming in the door. Hi, I'm on, I'm on Facebook live. <laughs> um, but we, uh, so, and anyway, now I get all sidetracked. So we, we sold that house and then we moved out to Thousand Oaks, but we were renting because 
we kind of knew, you know, the bubble, that whole crazy um, real estate bubble. We're like, okay, let's rent until prices come down a little bit. So I kind of had to start over. I had started making some friends over out in the valley. And even though it's only well, 30 minutes with no traffic, <laughs> it's still long enough where it's not like, oh, let's just go to the park or let's just meet at the mall, you know? So I kind of had to start over. And, um, but it helped, you know, I just wrote down what I wanted. You know, of course, I, I vision boarded my home and all this stuff, but that didn't. And I remember years later looking back and I thought, oh my God, friends, you know, I, I have those, those, those close friends. Um, I mean, I'm lucky enough to also have my, my close, I stay close with some friends that I have had for years. I mean, my, my best friend in the world, I've, we've been best friends since I was five. So, you know, and I'm, I still stay in touch with, yeah, friends from high school. And I, in fact, I, I see friends from high school pretty regularly. So I'm lucky to um, have those people in my life. But I, at the time, really wanted friends that, you know, were in my situation, in my neighborhood or in my area that had babies and kids, my, you know, my kid's age that I could really bond with in that way. But I just, yeah, I, I, I manifested it. So I'm out the other end. And I feel like, you know what I feel? Like? I feel like I, I earned my mom badge, you know, um, all that postpartum stuff. And, uh, it was really, really tough, but it was, I do feel like I came out of it a better person and a stronger person because, you know, you learn from every hardship. And also I'm always, I always think like everything can be worse. You know what I mean? I mean, my most important, the most important thing and the thing I prayed on so much was that of course my kids are healthy and safe. And, you know, I was, even though I, thank you, I, even though I was having such a tough time, I mean, I was so, so grateful that he was healthy and, and thriving. And also he was fun, you know, as difficult of a baby as he was, he was also super fun. And I'm lucky also that I bonded with him. I didn't, you know, I didn't have that aspect of postpartum. I don't even know if you would call it postpartum depression as much as I, I kind of call it postpartum anxiety more because I was happy. I was, you know, I, I was a happy new mom and I bonded with him. Um, but just the, the difficult parts really weighed me down. And, you know, looking back on it, it's like, well, I've done so much spiritual work and soulful work. I'm in like, I'm in a, such a different place. I think of, if that happened to me now, I would handle it so much diff differently. Um, but you know, another another thing at the time that made it really, really difficult, and I remember just that brought so much sadness to me, is um, if some of you might know this, but when, um, so I was three when my sister got married and um, you know, she, so she had kids that were, kind of more like little brother and sister cousin to me. In fact, my, my, my niece, Jenny, I'm going to go see in Chicago next week. Um, but, um, her, her older brother, Eric, you know, he was like my little buddy and, um, we were very close and he, long story short. So when he was 19, he, um, just before he turned 20, he was in a small plane crash and he passed away. And, um, it was, you know, devastating. This, this happened back, back in the nineties, but, um, it, it was devastating obviously. And so, you know, to see my sister lose her child, I mean, even back then, way before I was a mom, I knew that that was the worst thing that can happen to anybody. And just, you know, one of those things like that you never think is going to happen to you ever and, or happen in your family. And it's just, was devastating, clearly, um, such a great loss, you know, and, uh, 
anyway, my my point, how, how it affected me as a new mom, I remember distinctly, I don't even know if I've ever told anybody this actually, um, I remember distinctly thinking, like I had so much love for Joey, you know, as my firstborn. I mean, you know, any of you who are a parent, you, you know, like it's true what they say, that love that you have for your, your baby, you just, you've never experienced that kind of love ever. And it is just overwhelming and unreal. And I certainly experienced that. And I couldn't help but sometimes have these thoughts like, oh my God, you know, my sister, Pat, she, she had these feelings for Eric and now he's taken from her. And it just, I mean, and he, you know, he had passed away many years before um, Joey was born, but I mean, you know, it had been, you know, several years, but I just, that just hit me so hard. And I, that made, I mean, I would literally sit there and just cry for my sister, you know, for that loss. It's like, and thinking, how do you even bring someone in the world and have this much love for this, this being and, and to, to lose, I, it just like, I could not even handle that kind of grief. Oh, thank you. It was just, it was just like overwhelming to me. So I kind of had that. And I think that was, I was having that kind of grief in that because of the postpartum, you know, I mean, your hormones are so whacked out after you have a baby. Um, and I know, I know a lot of women have it during, um, pregnancy. I was lucky enough to not have it during pregnancy, but after, whew, um, anyway, so that, that was another thing that I just had so much intense sadness, sadness over, but yet, and then the next second I'd have like all this joy over my, my sweet little newborn, you know, <laughs> just, so you kind of just, you go through all these emotions and you're, the emotions are so extreme too, you know, anyway, so thank you for listening to my story. I hope that it resonated with some of you and, uh, I hope, you know, we can just get this conversation started that even if you don't go through something really horrific or not that it was horrific, but difficult. Um, you know, maybe even if breastfeeding is a breeze or you don't have any postpartum, it's still, no matter what, as easy as it is, it's still difficult because your world is turned upside down, you know, and caring for this little baby is like the hardest thing in the world, you know? So if we can just kind of keep the conversation going and support each other, that's, that's, that's my, my, uh, my, um, desire. All right. Thank you for watching. I hope you guys are doing well. And I would love, you know, to hear from you post in the comments, any, any questions you might have, but feel free to, you know, um, share your story. I'd love to hear it. And, um, anything that you can relate to. And if you, um, maybe I'll post this in my, on my page and, you know, if you can share it, share this video, because I, I think discussing this and having this, this discussion you know, out there, I think could help a lot of moms, especially a lot of new moms. I mean, I'm so far removed from it. You know, my youngest is 12, but there are new moms coming all over the place. And I know that a lot of, you know, there are a lot of young moms in this group and I have, I have, you know, a lot of clients that are pregnant or, or, um, thinking about getting pregnant or, you know, have young kids or have kids and, you know, are going to maybe have more kids because the other thing is sometimes I feel lucky. The other thing is that my difficult one was the first. I think it, I have, you know, a lot of compassion for those who, cause I talked to a lot of moms that their second was the hard baby and, and the hard 
everything was difficult where the first one was a breeze. I feel lucky that the, I'd rather get like the difficult part over first because if, if the first one is difficult or is easy and the second one's difficult, then it's kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, at least I, I didn't know I had no point of reference. I didn't, I didn't know better. It was like, so that I felt lucky about, but it's true. And I've even talked to, to moms that, you know, have, you know, four and five kids and they didn't have anything until maybe their fourth kid. That's when it was hard. So you just kind of never know when, when, when these things are going to be difficult. Anyway, so I would be great if you could share this video and um, post in the comments your, your experience and, or your reaction. And I'd love to know how you feel. I'd love your feedback. All right. I hope you um, have a great rest of the night. And um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybonono.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.